You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Brown Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. From NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Congress returns this week. This week, and lawmakers are facing a looming budget deadline with no resolution in sight. The federal government faces a prospect of a shutdown on December 8th. If lawmakers can't agree to a spending deal, some Democrats are threatening a shutdown unless Republicans agree to a deal on immigration. NPR's Susan Davis explains why. The clash is over the fate of so-called dreamers, some 800,000 people who were brought to the country illegally as children. They now exist in legal limbo after President Trump announced in September that next spring he will end the Obama-era program that allowed many to qualify for work permits. Republicans need Democrats to pass this spending bill, so Democrats see it as a leverage point to extract a compromise to determine the dreamers' fate. But Republicans are politically wary of passing any immigration legislation that could provide legal status or a path to citizenship, particularly because the party has failed to deliver on some of President Trump's most prominent campaign promises on immigration, like building a wall on the U.S.-Mexico border. Susan Davis, NPR News, Washington. Also on the congressional agenda is the Children's Health Insurance Program, or CHIP. Several states on the verge of running out of money for it if Congress does not renew funding. In Virginia, Governor Terry McAuliffe says he's sending letters to thousands of affected families, letting them know their benefits may end soon. NPR's Sarah McCammon has more from Virginia Beach. CHIP provides health insurance for low-income children, and it's paid for with federal and state funds. 
Federal funding for CHIP expired in September, and many states are getting close to the point where they can no longer keep paying for it. In Virginia, for example, letters are going out on December 1st, notifying the families of 66,000 children that they are expected to lose coverage in January. Overseas, Russian President Vladimir Putin has signed a bill into law making it possible for his government to register international media outlets as foreign agents. And Pierre Lucien Kim is in Moscow. He reports that the law is retaliation for the Justice Department's registering of the Moscow-funded TV channel RT as a foreign agent. The bill was rushed through the Russian parliament this month and was passed one single abstention. Under the new law, the Russian Justice Ministry can demand any international media organization to register as a foreign agent, whether it receives private or government funding from abroad. RT came into the focus of the Justice Department after the U.S. intelligence community named the TV channel as part of a Russian campaign to influence the 2016 presidential election. The Kremlin has denied the charges, but says it will adopt reciprocal measures to whatever action the U.S. takes. U.S. Ambassador John Huntsman has criticized the Russian foreign agent bill, saying it will make it, quote, virtually impossible for media with that designation to operate in Russia. Lucien Kim, NPR News, Moscow. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on The Serious Side. This morning, the Trump administration is tightening its immigration policy as nearly 60,000 Haitians who fled earthquake devastation in 2010 are learning their protected status is set to end July 2019. Homeland Security says the extraordinary conditions that prevented Haitians from returning home no longer exist. It's a claim that's been disputed by those on both sides of the aisle. But here's what I want to know, and it's the point I have been raising consistently. And I've interviewed a number of different Hold on, hold on, hold on. I need an apology, man. For what? You called me Uncle Tom. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I can hear that. You called me a coon no, and Uncle Tom. That's where you're wrong. See, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Right. So you about to get busted on TV? I need an apology. No, you about to get busted on TV. Right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. No, 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 I don't use it. Right, but, let's go. but here's the let's issue go, let's go. that I've been asking, and I've asked this consistently over and over and over again, and that is, I've heard Donald Trump, critical of President Obama, I've heard him talk about economics, talk about jobs, things along those lines. The question is, where is his plan specific to African Americans? Right, let me let me begin by this. Criticizing the president is an American right. I mean, we blame, oh, yeah, we blame, and especially if you're an opposing party and you're running, you want to criticize the incumbent because the incumbent can help your opponent and all that. So we understand that. That's just politics. The avalanche of sexual harassment allegations in the last few weeks has shown us that predatory behavior is everywhere, virtually every aspect of society, in the news business, in entertainment, and in politics. Every day, there are more revelations. This week, we started to get a sense of just how pervasive sexual harassment is in Congress, too. There are two members of Congress, Republican and Democrat, right now, who serve, who have been subject to review 
or not have been subject to review but have engaged in sexual harassment. These harasser propositions such as, are you going to be a good girl, to perpetrators exposing their genitals, to victims having their private parts grabbed on the house floor. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Dr. Princess Odilia, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Earthquake that happened in 2010 
in Haiti where it just, I mean, it was something out of a war zone, if you remember the events during that time. Now, if you're not familiar with what's going on with TPS, let's take a listen to a, uh, a segment from uh, Al Jazeera, America. We'll listen to this bit, and we'll talk on the other side. Online radio at its best. When Haiti was hit by a devastating earthquake in 2010, thousands left for the U.S. and were offered temporary protected status. Over the decades, the programs helped almost half a million people from nations ravaged by natural disasters and war. For years, it's been extended by presidential decree and has allowed recipients to legally live and work in the United States. To deport them to a place where you know they will not be safe. In the case of Haiti, it doesn't make any sense. Marlene Bastian says removing the special status will have devastating consequences. It will wreck their lives. It will, it will destabilize their families. It will separate their families. Because we are talking about people who have been living here for an average of 8 to 30 years. They have deep roots in our communities. Those roots are found across the country. Many of those granted protection have U.S.-born children who may be forced to leave with their parents. I imagine they can't even sleep. To see all your dreams crumble, your efforts, to have a home in this country and to have to leave, it's inhumane. Others like Jardine say going back after so many years isn't safe or practical. I lost my house in Haiti. 2010, I lost my house. I don't have nothing in Haiti. When I go to Haiti, I don't have a place to stay in my, and my two children born here. Ending the protected status of long-established communities is seen by advocates as cruel and unnecessary. Fears over deportation has already led to an influx of Haitians seeking asylum in Canada, at times overwhelming local authorities. For years, those benefiting from temporary protected status have been referred to as living in limbo. But in truth, they've established businesses, started families and become valued members of their communities. Those who've now lost their status face the prospect of being sent back to countries they no longer think of as home. Andy Gallagher, Al Jazeera, Little Haiti, Miami. Online radio at its best. All right, let's start right there. Mr. Elias, what do you think about this whole thing, man, that the fact that here's President Trump, who, by the way, in 2016 went to little, little uh, Havana in, uh, in, I think, Florida, and came back and said, hey, guys, listen, not Havana, I'm sorry, little Haiti in Florida, mm -hmm. came back and said, look, I am going to support you regardless whether or not you voted for me or not. I am going to be your guy. <laughs> Bottom line is I'm going to support you. And here he is, not even uh, a little over a year later, reneging on another promise that this guy has made. Your thoughts? Well, it's nothing new. It's nothing surprising. This guy, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a liar, man. And that's what I don't understand about the whole deal where everybody's shocked and surprised about this guy lying. This guy this guy is saying that he what he's gonna do and then he doesn't do it. I mean, look man, this guy is just who he is. He don't care about human life. All he cares about is his own life, you know. And his and, you know, and, and the life of his kids. So that's all he gives a damn about. He don't care about Nobody being their lives being destroyed. These people are, you know, they're out. Some of these people are outstanding citizens, man, and they're doing they're doing what their due diligence here in the United States. And what what's happening now? They're being booted out. 
and they have businesses here. They've they've established themselves. They're doing great things in this country. And you know, I don't get it. You know, I, I was you know perusing Facebook, and one of my coworkers put on there, "How dumb is America to let foreigners come here and do all this stuff to this?" And, and we support Muslims, and we do all this other stuff. And I thought to myself. I bet the Indians are saying, how dumb are we to let everybody else in this country? How, how, how dumb are we to let the pilgrims in this country? What would have happened if the Indians would have killed the pilgrims when they got to this country? Or, 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 or they'd have killed Christopher Columbus? What would have happened then? So when we, when we look at this country, it's, it's a country of all kind of immigrants and everything else. So why are you picking on one set of immigrants to get rid of them? Why are you, why are you, why are you, why are you doing this? I don't get it. If you're not white, you got to go. And if you look at all well, the terrorist well, stuff that's going on and everything that's happening around us, <laughs> let, let, let's talk about it. Let's talk about, you know, who's killing the majority of people now these days. You know, I, it's just ridiculous to me, man. I, when I was talking to a guy that one, one day I, he, and he said something to me about he, he, how scared he is of Muslims. I said, I'm scared of people who look like you. Hey, y'all walk into the buildings and start killing people. I say, anytime I'm around white people, I am nervous. I am very nervous. Because y'all walk in and just start shooting. No questions asked. So when y'all hand me this crap about how scared people are, Muslims and everything else, and how, how bad it is in this country and how bad it, it, it is and people are treating, it's, it's crap. It's a lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Let me play devil's advocate here for a second, Mr. Elias, because it's TPS, TPS, temporary permanent status. So, I mean, because I'm reading some of the, I'm, I'm starting to get and comments that in now. Say, <laughs> what do you mean? Think about that. Temporary permanent status. <laughs> Is that an oxymoron? What's temporary and permanent? Well, listen, you know, look, I don't look, obviously I'm not the author of the law, but the bottom line is, is that what I'm thinking is, is like, we're going to give you permanent status temporarily until your country, and that's what, that was the whole purpose of this whole thing, until your country is back to the point where you guys can return. I think the bigger argument here is that Haitian is, Haiti, I'm sorry, is no, it's, it's, it's not, nothing is, well, I'm not going to say nothing, it is not to the point where it's ready, in my opinion, and based on a lot of experts who are on the ground, it's not ready to receive its population back. No, it's you know, not. So it you probably can, is. If so you can talk like so, 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 Well, okay, well, <laughs> you know, you kind of jumped the gun. Well, well, listen, but here's what I'm talking about, Mr. Elias. What I'm saying is, is that on one hand, people are saying it's temporary. It's not, you know, this was not moved. This was not a, a policy put in place for you guys to come here and stay and don't go back. That wasn't the intent of the law. The law was mm-hmm. to provide you, was to provide you a place until your country was back uh, to a point where you got where Haitians could return. So the bigger argument here is that Haiti's not ready, in once again my opinion and others' opinions, to start accepting the population back. But I guess the common thread throughout this whole thing, as we continue to, uh, you know, put an analysis on the Trump administration, is it's always something. To deal, it's always an issue when it comes to people who are brown, right? Look well, at Puerto Rico. I'm sorry. Anything to do with anything to do with President Obama? Anything that he put, or anything that somebody that he puts in place that he wants to destroy? Anything? You know, that's just that's 
it's just ridiculous to me. Anything that this man puts in, put in place, he wants to destroy it. He wants to get rid of it, no matter what it is. And I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I still haven't understood that yet. But, hey, man, it is what it is. But now you're contradicting yourself because when you say you don't get it, that's a figure of speech, right? Right, figure of speech. Yeah, I, okay. I know why he sorry, does sorry. it because he's okay. he's, cause it's a black man that did something. I want to destroy Absolutely. anything that he's done. Yeah. 347-850-1272 is the call-in number. It's about 20 minutes, 22, I'm sorry, 22 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, it's always the season to be thankful, but the bottom line is we have a guy or a clown in the White House that continues to uh, disrupt everything that this nation stands for and was built on. So, you know, so now, what happens now? Because now we have Hades, Haitians here who have American kids. So it kind of goes back to the argument of immigration when they talk about, you know, uh, how some Hispanics have what they call anchors. You have babies who were born in America, and so now they're doing this, according to some people in the Trump administration, they're doing this because this allows them to stay in this country quick because even Trump or even people who are dead set uh, on immigration and this America first type mentality, even those clowns are not treacherous enough to break up, uh, you know, to, to, to remove a mother from a separated mother from her child, even though we've seen cases of that where they have actually tried to do this. Right. So, you know, yeah. so what happens now, Mr. Elias, where we have Haitians who yeah. have American born babies? What, what happens now? They they separate the family. That's what they want to do. Well, they have until, what, uh, 2019, 18 months to return, mm-hmm. right? Right. And and so <laughs> I read something the other day where people from that administration, the Trump administration, are saying, well, you, you should be happy that we didn't throw them out immediately. Y'all should be grateful that you're we're giving you 18 months to get the hell out of here. Hmm. Wow. Wow, wow, so, wow. So, you know, this is a guy, you know, go back to the whole thing with LeVar Ball. We're not going to talk about that today. You know, if Jerome uh, shows up, he may bring that up uh, and on, a, on a need-to-know basis. <clears throat> this whole thing with LeVar Ball, my opinion of LeVar Ball, you know, we'll talk about that on the sports show. But the thing is, is that, once again, it's a situation where the president is like, kiss the ring. You should be grateful, black folks, that, uh, you know, I saved you from going to jail. You should be grateful that we're not he going didn't, to the country. Hell, he didn't save him. He did not save him. He did not save him. Well, in all actuality. Well, he said he did. Well, he said he did. Well, he, he lied. He lied again. Well, so, there it goes. <laughs> he lied again. Well, he did. He did. So for all the, all the people out there who said that LeVar Ball was stupid for saying he didn't didn't thank the president, guess what? He didn't need to, because it's it, it is it, they they've proven the point that if you get over there and you get caught in that country, what they're gonna do is deport you right away. They're not going to give you a prison sentence. So the president lied. He didn't do a damn thing, not a damn thing. So for all those people who said that, you know, hey, look, it's what it is. 
Got lied again, well, man. Okay, so so now, so here we go. So here's another situation. Now think about this for a second, because we talk about undocumented uh, people being in the United States. Isn't this creating that problem? Because we know damn yeah. well that all those people are not going to go back to Haiti exactly. in 18 months. Right. So so when you They're talk about leave. undocumented immigrants, you know, it goes back to the argument. I remember when we talked about this uh, a long time ago, uh, maybe it was two or three years ago, when, when, we're, when Democrats were saying that, you know, we should give illegal immigrants uh, uh, driver's license And I can't remember what side of the argument You came down on I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that you were on the opposite of that But I could be wrong But whoever, I can't remember who was on the show at that time But they argued me down against that And I said, well, wait a minute Their argument behind giving them A driver's license Is now we can track them Right? So now you won't have situations where you have illegal immigrants driving. Look, I know everybody that I know here in Texas has had a run-in with someone driving a car without a driver's license. Someone hit my car, you know, six years ago. The guy was an immigrant who didn't have a driver's license. So now what you have, what you have are people riding around here. You don't know where they are. You don't know who they are. You have no way of tracking them. And so they become dangerous to the community because, once again, if they hit and kill somebody or if they, once again, something as minor as a car accident, you know, more money is coming out of our pocket, right, because we have to pay for these things because they have no insurance. Hmm. Then it goes back to, then let's talk about, you know, when we had this argument about health care where people were saying, well, you know, BS about, you know, Obamacare when we were talking about that whole thing during the show. And one of my arguments at that time, and I remember saying this distinctly, I said, you know, I'm a simple guy. Kiss. Keep it simple. In my case, sexy, but we, you know, it means stupid for most people. But whatever. Uh, my thing was, it's costing us more for them to go to the emergency room. The emergency room cannot deny people freaking care. So if you're telling me that if we can get everyone on health care, Right, and it's going to cost a, 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 a fraction of what it's going to cost if they just showed up. I mean, that to me, that's common sense, right? I mean, it just seems to me that that makes more sense. But the bottom well, line is, you know, people don't think about it. Well, you know, some man, I had this argument with with, with a guy at work, and he said, "Why should my nephew have, be penalized because he don't have insurance?" And I and I had said, "What happens if your nephew gets sick? Why should I have to pay for your nephew?" To go to the damn emergency room Because you don't have to pay for them I said yeah taxpayers have to pay that That bill in case you didn't realize that I, I, I as a taxpayer have to pay that bill For your nephew if he gets sick To go to the emergency room And he, he still couldn't understand why Because Fox News had poisoned his mind again You know against that Because his nephew had to pay uh, 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 had, to, had to pay for his own health care I thought to myself how right. ridiculous is this You know why, am I, why, why don't you understand that and why why is that such a hard thing for you to understand? Because Americans, I'm sorry, dude. There's not a lot of bright people out there in the world. There is not. Oh, the common on, sense please. is That's not, not so a newsflash. It's, it's not, not a so flash. common. 
that is not so common anymore. Listen, that is not a newsflash, sir. I mean, we laugh when late night. I remember something that uh, Jay Leno used to do. He used to walk on the street and ask people just simple questions. And they couldn't answer those questions. Hell, even on the Jay Ryle show, when we asked one of our colleagues, do you know who the vice president is, she didn't know who he was. Oh, so you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel had oh, one better. He said he was on the street asking people, should they impeach Hillary Clinton? And 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 one woman said Hillary Clinton is is so bad that she's right next to ISIS. And I thought to myself, wow, really? You yeah. this is how bad they have poisoned your mind against just the simple things in life. And and half you people don't know that Hillary Clinton is not the president, that she cannot be impeached. Come on, this is ridiculous. Wow, that is crazy. All right, our our guy here, Johnny D, our official texter of the show, has checked in. He says, clearly the goal is to undermine and undo anything associated with President Obama. Haiti was the last country to be granted TPS, whereby countries such as El Salvador, the Philippines, and Honduras continues to be granted TPS. There it is from the man himself checking in, and he'll be checking in throughout the show. Our official guy, now I know. Some of you guys may say, well, I thought you read comments during Chatterbox. Uh-uh, if you're the official person, then guess what? He's just like being on the panel. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is time for another edition of, in four minutes or less, something that you really need to know. And this morning's topic is all about Sergeant David Johnson, courtesy of News One. Sponsored by the TJR's Radio Network, online radio at its best. We'll be right back after this. Don't go nowhere. Recovered additional remains of Army Sergeant LaDavid Johnson. Johnson was among four U.S. soldiers killed in the African nation of Niger in October. His body was found two days later. Now a military investigation team has revealed they found additional remains on November 12th at the site where his body had been recovered a month earlier. While family members were notified, Florida Congresswoman Frederica Wilson says getting information piece by piece is painful. This is traumatic because everything is leaking out in the press. So why doesn't the White House just give us a full report? have sent people to Nigeria to ask questions of the villagers, to ask, they have questions of the battalion, so they should know now. They have done an autopsy on him. It is unconscionable. It is painful to this family. Military investigators are now conducting interviews that will eventually range across Africa, the U.S., and France. They're expected to report their findings in January. Mm. It's continuing. I mean, this family has been through so much. Um, I mean, first of all, losing their loved one and then being attacked by the President of the United States and then this kind of continuing on for them. how, How can they just, you know, mourn in peace and have some dignity. I mean, this is someone who served on behalf of this country, and to see this continuing is horrible. And we have this whole thing that was in Believe Women. His widow said, I know every inch of his body. 
show me a finger, something. And now these bills just turn that body over to the Nigerians and they go over there and do their investigation, as we heard Congresswoman say, and they're finding more pieces of him. The spectacle of this sister at that casket saying, why can't I see him? And then for them to call her hysterical, it's not only indefensible, we got to draw a line somewhere. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. This, this is, a, I think, a representation of what we have in this, uh, this White House and the inability to really lead, to be able to, uh, to manage just the, the actions or the inactions of the military. And, and it's, it's concerning because they just lack the ability, the professionalism that you would expect, especially in the sensitivity to this type of uh, issue. But this is a party that always speaks loudly about how we need to support our troops, we need to support our veterans, we need to, to support our families of our troops. And this sister is really getting the short end of the stick in this case. And um, it, it just, the fight with the Congresswoman, um, it, it just, it, I don't know, I don't know what to make of this and, and how to, to even defend it. There's no way it's indefensible. Mm-hmm. Nothing is sacred. No. Right? Mm-hmm. John McCain's military service, you know, uh, the sergeant here, nothing is, is, is sacred. Nothing uh, deserves kind of honor uh, uh, here. More, right. more and more, apparently. In four minutes or less, something that you really need to know is sponsored by the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. We'll be right back after this. Happy holidays from all of us here. They can't escape or call for help. Only you can save them. I'm James Cromwell. Please join with me and Peter, people for the ethical treatment of animals, to help put an end to animal abuse worldwide. For just $19 a month, you can immediately help save animals who are in danger right now. PETA has already stopped the suffering of countless individual animals. And no organization is more successful in exposing cruelty to animals than PETA. Call or go online now, and you'll receive a one-year subscription to Animal Times magazine. Plus, you'll also receive this handy reusable shopping bag and an informative guide to animal-friendly products. Don't let them suffer another minute. Please call or go online now. And I've interviewed number of hold on, hold on, hold on. I need an apology, man. For what? You called me Uncle Tom. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I can hear that. You called me a coon no, and Uncle Tom. That's where you're wrong. See, here's the yeah, deal. Here's the deal. Right. So you about to get busted on I TV. I need an apology. No, you about to get busted on TV. Right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. No, no, no. Right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You're 100% wrong. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven to you listening to the serious side of the J Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best uh, once again you can be a part of the show. All you have to do is just uh, hang out in the world famous chat room, hang out on websites, or you can get the designation of being the official show texter. Which I'm sorry, you can't. That's already taken. All right, listen. Welcome back in. Uh, blacks who support Donald Trump. I have one question for you folks. Why? Why do you support a man who has gone out of his way to show you that he don't give a damn about you or your existence, that he's trying to tear down the legacy of the one person that most of you all hold in high regard, the first African-American president of this country? He has shown you this. 
He's tried not to rent. He's tried to fight renting properties or denied African Americans from renting properties, uh, renting some of his penthouses back in the day. When we had the situation in New York where he tried to get those five young black men, you know, wanted them to be killed, and put out a full-page article in a New York newspaper indicating why when they had already been found innocent. This is your guy, African Americans. So some of you idiots out there who support this guy, we just want to know why. Let's uh, introduce the smartest man in the world. He's made his way here, the one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit from EspritRadio.net, and the man who brings you on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, I should say, on a need-to-know basis. Happy holidays and good morning, Jerome. How are you? Hey, good morning. And I know you didn't bring me in on this. (laughs) 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 Oh, we need your voice, man. We need it. (laughs) You know, I I should have played... I should have I should have played uh, Public Enemy, man, to really get you fired up. <laughs> hey, I like Chuck D like everybody else. All I'm saying is that that is a question that can't nobody answer. To be, it's like being black generally and being in favor of uh, any kind of oppression. Like we can't. It's like you, how really? do you feel about getting beat down? It's like, well, some people need it's, to get it's beat crazy. down. It's crazy. How do you feel about getting beat down? Because technically. That's what normally happens. That dude is racist and crazy. So to think that he's going to make my taxes better ain't really a good answer. Like <laughs> he's just crazy. But see, you bring up something good, man. Let me let me bring in uh, the person who may have an argument on the other side. A person who I thought was actually off this morning, but I guess she decided to that she got tired of eating turkey sandwiches and wanted to show up. The one and only Doctor Princess O'D. Good morning, ma'am. How are you doing? Happy holidays. <laughs> Well, happy holiday to you and everyone else. I actually really thought that we didn't have a show this morning. I thought you were giving well, thanks know. to and God this morning. We and never you know do. We, we, you were giving thanks to God. <laughs> oh, boy. We'll talk about that on a, at another forum because you, okay. All right. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Yeah, you're right. A lot of people, just if you're just tuning in, or if you are a first time listener to this show, uh, usually we do. We take the the, the the Sunday after Thanksgiving off. But since we weren't here last Sunday, and because I think it's imperative for us to be a voice, and I hear from so many of you all who talk about we don't know what to do if we don't hear from you guys on Sundays. So you know, bottom line is we're here to provide that knowledge and that stewardness to make sure that you guys stay on track to let you know that we are in the fight with you and we're going to lend our voice to the cause and so that's why we're here you know <laughs> we should be off recovering from the turkey and all the leftover left, leftovers but we're here to bring the noise and to make sure that we keep you informed so now we're talking about black folks who support donald trump and for the life of me i can't understand it now we tell people all the time mr Elias, and you're famous for this you say look Vote your pocketbook, go and vote. So is that the key? Is it a situation where African Americans are saying, well, wait a minute, mm-hmm. you know, especially if we're rich African American folks, you know, like you and Jerome, why are you guys not supporting <laughs> Trump? You guys are rich. I mean, well, you know, come yeah, on. Right. He's going to right. support you. Come on, man. I mean, you, you listen, man, all the rich, cars Rich you people own, don't have to go to man. work, Jay. Rich people don't have to go to work. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. When you're rich, you don't have to go to work. I have to get, I have to get up and go to <laughs> work in the morning. That explains what's happening at 1600 Avenue. That this guy doesn't go to work. I got yeah. it. Thank you, Mr. Elias, for breaking it down for us. But seriously, mm-hmm. what, what what do you think attracts African Americans to this guy? What do I think attracts African Americans? Yeah, you. Uh, I mean, just 
if you had to take a guess, man, I mean, what? I mean, okay. In the mortal words of Willie D. In the mortal words of Willie D. Coonery. That's what it is. It's coonery. That's it. These are coons. Call it what it is. But, but, Mr. Elias, we live in an age where, okay, let's go back to the slavery days, right? Because mm-hmm. one could say the reason why you suck up to these folks is because you don't want to get your ass beat with a whip. You want to stay in the mm-hmm. house. You don't want to be. You don't want to be a mm-hmm. field negro. You want to be a house negro. So, mm-hmm. you know, self-preservation is the key. So it's like, look, this is what I want to do because you know what you can say what you want to, negroes. Y'all are out there cooking and burning while I'm in the house chilling with massa. So maybe that's you know and you know Jerome brought it up. He talked about suppression but maybe it's a situation where okay you can see how a person back then could kiss the ring of the master but we don't live in those times anymore right or is it a whole or is it a different type of slavery some people right. don't some people don't know that slavery is over jay now they still believe in it but is it a t- but 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 it's maybe it's a, they're scared, they're scared to talk to white folks they're scared of, they, they are scared to talk to white folks and tell white folks how they feel. They're scared of that. Because that's just how they are. That's how they were raised. But Jerome, let's just be honest. Let me ask you this. But Jerome, let me ask Jerome this. Because, hey, is it a different type of slavery, Jerome? Where, you know, we say this all the time on the show, that, you know, you can say what you want to. They're talking about the browning of America, that in 20-whatever, America's going to be, you know, white people will be in the minority. And my argument has always been, no the hell they won't, because they control the wealth. So as long as you control the wealth, you're going to always be the man, so to speak. So is that the situation, Jerome, where you're looking at these people and saying, okay, it's a different type of situation. It's a different type of suppression. They don't use whips and chains anymore. They use commerce and rules and regulations and policies and uh, gerrymandering. Is that the new form of slavery that makes these black people stay in line and still kiss the ring of the master, in your opinion, Jerome? No. No, it's the same old type of... It's not... Nothing's changed. Hmm. Well, it's not, well, it can't back be... Days, so it but there's no whips no. and chains, Jerome. So even when they had whips and chains, they still held you economically and made you scared to to do commerce. And okay. when you got any kind of wealth, you know we can go back hmm. to Tulsa and Rosewood yes. and all those. When any, whenever black folks displayed any type of wealth, they came and stole it from you anyway. So nothing's different. The system is kind of rigged against you, and oppression finds its way in every form of entertainment, whether it's music. Entertainment, um, news—it is in that embedded into it. So, if you ask me if anything's changed, I just say no. It's an illusion that it has been changed, right? That's why it, it unnerves me when I hear, especially black folks, saying, "Well, things is not as bad as they used to be." I'm like, "Are you crazy? What do you mean as they used to be?" Right? They're not showing that you're getting killed in the streets like they used to back in the days because it's it's like. You know, I forgot who the person was that said this. It's like when white folks say stuff, like, it was a comedian, saying, you know, black people are getting killed like hotcakes. It's like just because they're seeing it on TV. But we still know that that happened. There is nothing that changed. Police still kill black folks and get off. Um, police um, still, you still can't convict one for even 
hell, they can child pedophilia. You still got a dude running for the Senate, and they can make all mm-hmm. kind of excuses for him. But black yeah. folks accused of looking at somebody, and they be like, I felt unsafe. And they will hang that fool for making somebody feel unsafe. Like, what kind of balance is that? What kind of conversations are we having that we get to compare somebody hitting somebody on the butt to somebody um, having sex with a 14-year-old and they're 30? Like, what kind of what kind of country do we live in to actually want to have a rational discussion about that? Really? We can't have rational discussions about black people and being oppressed and why black people are confused because it's too doggone obvious. We're, we are sick if we actually think that there's uh, a rational discussion that we can actually have to give an excuse why people are like that. People are sick. And so any any um, rationalization on our side gets us, um, confuses us to what, I guess, right and wrong is. Because we know right and wrong, right? So the problem is, is that when we see something unjust, we just need to call it out. And we need to ignore all the other stuff. So it's like listening to Donald Trump. Donald Trump can't make a moral argument about what color socks to wear. <laughs> like, he can't talk to you about nothing. You know that dude lies, and he has that embedded in him. So I don't even know why they cover him in press conferences. I only watch the highlights. Well, you know, the, here's the thing, and it's interesting you say that, because, you know, one of the things I will say that I've noticed with this guy is, you know, in the press, to me, the press is the reason why Donald Trump's in the White House. And there's no doubt about it, Dr. Princess Odea, because during the uh, 2016 presidential campaign, every time that guy spit, cameras around was was around him. Because let's face it, he's a he is a rating ratings bonanza. Some of the some of these shows are getting their best. Ratings because they cover Donald Trump And you look at what's going on with the Washington Post And the New York Times Their subscriptions are going up You know, they are more relevant now When for a minute we thought that, you know, newspapers And all those, remember the Washington Post They laid all those people off back in the day Because, you know, people were getting their information From, you know, social media And from the web But now because of all the investigating The the, uh, um, uh, reporters Investigating reporters Who are going out and finding these stories and, And really bringing these leaks to light, you know, now they are experiencing, they as some of the newspaper or some of the print uh, media is really starting to experience uh, um, a resurgence in subscriptions and readers. So, you know, but once again, they're doing it again. Because think about it. Every day they cover that press conference, the presser. I've never seen it. They didn't do that during the the Obama administration. Not every day. Not play the full press presser in its entirety. So the media plays a role in this, Dr. Prince Odia. But getting back to why African Americans support this man, in your opinion, why do you think they support this guy? Why do you think, based on everything that we talk about every Sunday on this show, things that we bring out and point out, some of the things he said, especially after Charlottesville and, you know, how he treats, he's been treating Puerto Rico, now this whole thing with TPS, why do you still think that there's African Americans out there that will support this guy? Well, <clears throat> I have to say that African Americans are just like every other American person in terms of what they think. Because I believe the only reason that Trump is relevant is because Trump, first of all, he speaks out 
his truth, regardless of whatever. We all okay. know what that truth is. He, it, it's distasteful to no, all don't. of us. I, I, we do know his truth. He's, he's full of the it. We understand that. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever it is, we can understand. I said yeah, his truth. I said his truth. You can't do that. Don't call it truth. Uh, yeah, it yeah, no, yeah, yes, I can. It's his truth. He's he is not he hey. does not hide who he is. He right, is but who he is. It's supposed to be true, right? Mm-hmm. But that's his word. That's his. That his. No, if, 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 if you're if, if, if you're if, if you're Okay. Okay. To, to make you feel good. To make to make to make to make you and, and a lot of people. That's right. That's right. He is a liar. The bottom line is the bottom line is he is who he is, and he can give a darn about who thinks whatever they think about him. He says what he says out loud about certain topics. Um, about he says whatever he wants to say about anything. And a lot of what he says is what a lot of people really want to say but won't say because they don't know how to just keep it real with themselves on their own opinions. So he speaks that. So to me, he's a voice for a whole lot of people, regardless of whatever color you are. And the second thing is he, he comes with, with the theatrics. He has media. He's, he's, a, he's a big reality show. And American people have, have become drawn to the reality shows and, and, and those types of things, and it attracts them, and it brings media. People like garbage, so they, they draw to him because he brings the garbage. That's regardless of whatever color you are. So when I think of people who are supportive of, 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 um, of Trump, I think of people who are caught up in the sick whirlwind that Trump is, and they represent that. To me, they represent Trump. That's why they stick by Trump, because they are Trump. They are Trump's voice. They are Trump's character, period. Well, let me ask you guys this. Anyone can jump in and answer the question. Here's my, I'll throw it out to you guys, and I want you guys to break it down. Can we blame, let's say that, look, if you are a rich Republican African-American, because I do know some of these folks, uh, they were like, look, I don't, you know, it's almost like, and, they're, and here's, here's, here's how they make the comparison. Their comparison is this. They said, look, I go to one of the biggest mega churches in the country. We know our pastor is boning chicks and doing all these different things. I don't go there because of the man. I go there because of the word, because I'm, I'm, I want to receive the word. He's the messenger. And they equate this to the president. Y'all are laughing, and I kind of got to chuckle out of this too. But what they're saying is, is this: is that look, we don't look, we don't care what this guy does. He's going to make things better for us from a business standpoint. So yeah, we're going to vote for this fool. And it's almost similar to what's going on in Alabama right now. A lot of Republicans are saying, you know what? Uh, I'm not voting for a Democrat. We need a Republican in the Senate. So yeah, he didn't fumble some female, some some young females. Uh, it ain't the man; it's what the man brings to the table. Now, I know you guys don't think that's a legitimate argument, but can we look at these black folks who support uh, Trump and say, "Look, we're voting our pocketbook." So hey, it is what it is. Anyone can take that question and run with it. I, I always I, say, I, 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 
I, I was saying vote your pocketbook and your conscience, right? So, well, I'm just come saying, on, man. The floor is yours, man. You know, well, you know, well, make, make, your conscience should be your conscience should be your guy, man. Brother. You, you're, you're voting for a pedophile who's raping young girls. Let's just because be guess honest. what? Maybe, maybe they are doing. What would I say? They are Trump. So if 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 I'm fooling around, screwing around, and and doing this and that, and I don't think it's anything wrong with it. Well, there goes my partner. He's doing the same thing, and I mean, it's not all that bad, man. I mean, we all do it. Come on. When is it stop? When it's your daughter? What if somebody was molesting his daughter? Doing that to your daughter? I understand it. I understand it. When is it stop? And that's sick, isn't it? That's sick, isn't it? But oh I'm my telling God. you, if, if somebody, how else? Okay. Did we lose her? Okay, her audio's going out. Her audio's out. <laughs> okay. Fix your audio, Doctor. Okay, so we'll check back in with you. Go ahead, Jerome. So I want to say this to you that uh, you know that was a great um, parallel that you made with church because yep. you know I have to say this I, I think that we are side swiping right so we are probably a, being a part of the problem with calling stuff out because even in us having a discussion, we're kind of rationalizing it to some degree. But mm-hmm. if we look at fools like Joe Osteen, uh, what's the other, Paula, Paula White, yeah. look at all of yep. them, and people say things like, we go to their church even though we know they're evil as hell, right, because I'm there for the word. Here's what I have to say to that, because I, I had to say that to someone in a non-denominational church around here. You can read yep. now, right? Back in the days when your pastor was the only one can read, he actually kind of interpreted the Bible for you. But you can meditate and read at home. <laughs> so the church is fellowship. And so if you are, if you can dismiss what you're getting through your own interpretation spiritually of what the word is, but you need somebody evil to tell it to you, that explains <laughs> Donald Trump to everybody else. That's why it was a great parallel. Because people can excuse him to say, oh, I know he's evil and crazy and lies constantly, but we'll say it's his truth. His ass is lying. Just call it out and stop actually worrying about putting niceties on something. You cannot do that. It's why your children won't listen to you now. Because once they find out that they're lying, they're, they're like, how come you didn't say that they lied? It's like, no. He doesn't know it's a lie. His ass is old enough. Sorry for cursing. But he is old enough. That's okay. I say it all the time. <laughs> but, he, but he is old enough to know that he's lying. And if he's that damn naive, we really need to call him out on it. We need to stop being nice to white folks generally because we don't want to appear to be who they are to us. So I don't give a damn one way or another what they believe I believe of them. I don't care. Because you can't be evil to me 90% of the time and say, remember the 10%, it is getting better. I can care less about that 10%. Call them fools out for doing what they're doing. Because we, need, we really need to stop this. And the only way we can stop it is just, I, I'm going to give you a Stokely Carmichael or Kwame <laughs> Ture um, quote. Well, actually, I can't quote it. But here's what he said. I'll paraphrase what he said about nonviolence. What he was saying is that nonviolence as a movement is only effective 
when there's repercussions for not being nonviolent. Mm. Right? Wow. Your ass is being, if we're being nonviolent and you hit somebody with violence, I am going to hurt you. But we'll sit here quietly and sing songs all day. But you put your hands on me, I'm putting my hands on you. That's how nonviolence should work. You can't say, hey, you know what? We need to sit here and turn the other cheek. We need to kick somebody in another cheek is what the problem is. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so all I'm saying is that we cannot be nice about this. And if Donald Trump is not a, a catalyst or that dotard is not a catalyst for people just to wake up to stop pacifying and putting ice, putting um, frosting on bulls, if we can't stop doing that now, we'll never stop. Because we mm. damn sure wouldn't have did it doing Hillary Clinton. We'd have still been nice to her as as crazy as she was. You know, she she I can tell you some policies and some things that she did as um, um, Secretary of State that was horrible in other parts of the world that she arbitrarily made decisions on. But I can tell you this, she would have gone undercover long enough that we would have just been having philosophical disagreements with her. This dude is hitting everybody in the face and everybody's still being nice. What is wrong with us that we actually have to have a discussion about why we think that somebody, we should just call, call crazy crazy and tell call liars liars. We should be able to do that. Well, right? that's a good point. I mean, we don't care you, you bring up an excellent point. Well, well, no, no, you're right. I mean, you bring up an excellent point, man. Kudos. You know, I'm with you on that one. Uh, let's get out to the phone lines. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Mr. Elias, man, do we have someone in the queue? Uh, yes, we do, Jay. Well, this is uh, Rich have, Sister. This is Rich Sister. Hey, our colleague Jackie. What's going on, Jackie? Welcome into the serious side. Good morning. Happy holidays to you. I know you cooked your famous uh, macaroni and cheese, as you always do during the holidays, but uh, pretty sure you didn't call to tell us that. What's going on? What, what, what do you have to say this morning? <laughs> well, definitely, uh, uh, while a lot of blacks voted for Trump, they really got disillusioned with that super predator comment. Hmm. I think a lot of they really. I mean, yeah, that's what you heard out of a few people now. Right? Uh, oh, I know. Super that yeah. I mean, this is really a case of you know the lesser to evil, and it was just clear in my mind who was more evil. Hmm. And but I'm you sad, can go back, get... Jackie. Jackie, you can go back, and I'll let you finish your comment, but I just want to throw this in here before I, before I lose my train of thought. But you can go back. So you said the lesser two evils, and I agree with you on that point. But here's the deal. You can go back and find things in her track record where she's done things for African Americans, for example, fighting for little black girls back in the day. You can't find any trace of yeah, anything that Donald Trump has done for African Americans. <laughs> right? So you can't go back. So, so when you say, so if you're going to do the lesser two evils, did they really go through their process of checking line by line? Did they do an itemized list of, okay, let's break it down. What has these individuals done for my folks, right? Go ahead and finish your thought. I just wanted to throw that out there. But, but yeah, uh, you're right, Jay. He did nothing for black people. Nothing. He's not going to. <laughs> call it what it is. And 
I, I don't know what to say about uh, blacks who voted for him. I don't, I don't know. I think there's still this good old the white man's ISIS colder mentality. And it just, when you think about it like that, it just shows you how ridiculous we are. But, but, but Jackie, Jackie, here's the point I think that we're missing here. The point is, is that when I, like I said, I talked to some of these people, they were like, look, I go to church to get the word. I'm not worried about who's delivering the damn word. So if you look at it from the president of the United States, look, this guy's going to help my business. Well, Mr. Elias, I'm telling you, look, I don't agree with it, but this is what they're telling me. This guy's going to help my business. I'm voting for the guy who's going to help me. I don't care what type of person he is. He's only there temporarily. I need him to lift some of these, uh, these uh, 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 not sanctions, but some of these uh, regulations that are in place. I can't make the money I need to make, so I want to vote for this guy. I think he's a scumbag. But the bottom line is I'm not voting for him because of morale issues. I'm moral issues. I'm voting because I need this guy to get things done. What do you say to African Americans who are thinking along those mindsets? Culture, yeah, culture. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to me. They don't it's give a damn about their conscience, Mr. Elias. They don't have a they damn thing to do with it. We, these we are the same, these are the people on our show. These are the same moral leaders that go to church and, and care about what the Bible says. Mr. Elias, they don't give a damn about hypocrites. that. They're hypocrites, then. They don't care yeah, about well, that. Hypocrites. They're hypocrites, then. Let's call it what How it is. Hip- okay, now see, look. Now it sounds like, and this is where okay. I get in trouble, because now it sounds like I'm arguing for them. How are they hypocrites, Mr. Elias, if they're voting? Well, I'll tell you how. Listen, because they if you know something is wrong, to... you stand up and speak something Who's is wrong. It? How is it wrong if, it's, if he's saving them money and making them, if he, if he is good they, for their business, how is it making wrong? making money and greed, because greed is a sin. Greed Preach. is but, a sin. But, but, greed. But, wait, wait, okay, but we've all come short. And we've all sinned, and many will say that. Many will say we that. Have, you don't have. What is, how is but your when, argument? When you clear? got greed People. and you know you're greedy, and you, uh, all the corporations are killing, the, they're killing the damn, they're killing the damn con, the uh, the con, uh, the, uh, the the environment because of greed. They're killing the, the environment. It's greed that's killing the environment. It's not. It's not nothing else. The Koch brothers don't need another mm. dollar. Why do they need more money? Walmart don't well, need the another dollar. Don't like they need either. more money. Why do they need more money? Why? Because what they're greedy. Mean, why? Because they're greedy as hell. You why? Walmart, why does a business need these more money? These are the richest people in the, in the damn world. They are the five richest people. What do you need more money for? To get another billion? Really? And what's wrong Come with on. that? So that you can make more billions. So that you Why can don't continue you help the to people do what you do. What, because you know what? Tupac said it best. He said these people are killing the country. That's why. Dr. And, Bob, and you know why. why they're killing the country? Now, listen. If you have, because it's nothing wrong with having billions. It's nothing wrong with having yes, billions and more billions. Yes, it it was yes, no. What's wrong? What, when when yes, it becomes it wrong is when you are arrogant pompous and you are not giving back to the economy and giving they're and, not giving and, and, and back sharing, to the economy, and sharing Dr. your wealth and, sh- and you, sharing uh, your they're wealth they're not sharing their wealth Dr. D that's what I'm telling you people that are working at Walmart on welfare why I understand that I understand that and this is what I'm saying that's what I'm saying 
I'm saying it's nothing. I'm only speaking to the point. 30 said, seconds. you got to wrap it in 30 don't, seconds, guys. Wrap it in 30. Go use, ahead and finish it. But we don't have to use billions. Don't use, don't, don't ask, when you ask the question, why do you want more money or why do you want billions, it's, it's nothing wrong with having a, a ton of billions if you want it. Yes, you know, that's is. the answer. It's not nothing. It's nothing wrong with let, let so long if you. I, I want to hear what he has to say about this, Doctor Princess O'Dea. Let, let, let him respond, and I'm gonna let you finish your statement on the other side because we got to go to break. Go ahead, Jerome. Tie this first up, and then we'll all, let you finish your comment on the other side. Yeah, yeah. First of all, Elias is right, right. So the problem is, is that if you have so much and you're starving out everybody else around you, what the hell are you living for? Right? Just to have toys to throw in somebody else's face? Are you stupid? Like, that's like having 30 cars. You can't say nothing's wrong with having 30 cars. Right? You don't drive. You don't have 30 feet. Right? You need to understand that if you're going to put things in context of, of just regular ethics or morality, you, there is something morally corrupt and wrong with this piece that we actually put a fictitious thing like the economy as a marker for actually having any kind of more ma- morality, ethics, or sanity. That is that's, nuts. That's that is nobody nuts said. to actually think that way. Okay, hold on, Dr. Let them finish up. we got to go to break. We have to go to break, guys. Let them finish, and I'll let you respond on the other side, I promise. Go ahead, Jerome. So finish your thought. We need to understand that just as a culture, that there are other people who, who live a whole lot freer, and we impose on them money and power as a badge of honor, like you don't need air, water, and shelter. That's all you need. Money is plot. You don't need it. So we need to get over that as a mentality. And as Americans, we are a plague on this planet to other areas because we impose that on them. We start making um, fake currency out of nothing. And we kill people who have currency that's based on something, creating the illusion of being smarter because we have money is dumb. Having billions is like, understand this, people who have billions stole money. Hmm. They know how to cheat a system. Their efforts are not been close. So I just wanted to say that so that we get off of this nonsense. Money does not make you ethical or even conscious or have morality. Money doesn't do that. All right, sounds good. All right, listen, that's good stuff. All right, Dr. Princess O'D, you can make your comments on the other side, I promise you. Uh, from our guy, Johnny Deese, checked in. Now, he, this is about the uh, informants, unless uh, he made a comment uh, about uh, LaDavid Johnson. He said, this is clearly a travesty of justice, honor, and dignity in which Sergeant Johnson served. However, the fact the DOD and the Justice Department has conducted countless interviews during their inquiry to just and suggests to me that Sergeant Johnson's life was lost serving honorably. Perhaps the mission was overrun, and he was able to escape the target area with the lack of integrity of this individual in Washington. America will never acknowledge his service if it appears, Sergeant Johnson in parentheses, the only black accomplished more than his other white squad members. The black community should dignify his service by acknowledging his heroism. That's a good statement, man, and we do. We honor his heroism. Uh, this guy being heroic, and it's a good comment, man, as always, from Johnny D., the official texter of the show. All right, 
On the other side, we're going to talk about sexual harassment. And ladies, let me warn you right now, you may not like some of the things I'm going to say. Plus, we'll let Dr. Princess Odilia answer that question. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Serious Side on a beautiful Sunday. Happy holidays. We'll be right back after this.
It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends. Some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network. There are two members of Congress, Republican and Democrat, right now, who serve, who have been subject to review, or not have been subject to review, but have engaged in sexual harassment. These harasser propositions, such as, are you going to be a good girl, to perpetrators exposing their genitals. Welcome back in, 347-850-127 to you listening to the Serious Side. Happy holidays from all of us here on the Serious Side to you and your family. Hope you guys had a very safe holiday weekend as we conclude and get ready to head back to the jobs tomorrow. Glad you guys are spending the last remaining hours of your uh, four-day weekend with those of us here in the Serious Side. Let's say good morning to our panelists as we do always. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Dr. Princess Adelia. Good morning, Doc. How are you? I am amazing. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Okay. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's say good morning to the smartest man in the world, the one and only Jerome Spree, my main man, Mr. Jerome Spree. Man, good morning, sir. How are you doing? Hey, good morning. I'm well. I'm well. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. And of course, the right. is the first. I'm trying to find out what was so funny about time. amazing. I'll tell you about it off the air. And the man who gets the first <laughs> and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. Elias. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning, everyone. Mr. Elias, can we say hello to some people in the chat room, if you don't mind, sir? By all means. Uh, good morning to guests. Uh, All right. Oh, oh, listen, uh, Bright is in there, and that's it. Oh, okay. Bright. Mm-hmm. All right. A bunch of guests, man. We have a lot of people listening, tuning in from other places, man. I can't read all the names. I'll read a few here. Uh, what's up to Rico? Rico has an interesting comment that we're going to read during Chatterbox. Also, Edith, what's happening? Edith, good morning. Sarah, Malcolm, Frankie. Mariana Music is checked in the house. You need to get in the chat room, girlfriend. Mission comments there. Uh, Alex, Brandy. Oh, man, just so many names. Of course, the official ship texter is in the house, Johnny D. And the place to be is tuning in as well. Once again, 347-850-1272. What's up, the rich sister? Thank you for calling in. And, uh, oh, looks like the smoothest voice in radio from a female perspective is in the house as well. Miss Kathleen Williams is checking in on the lines. Good morning, And our girl, Vanessa Mae Belly from the Macanelli's tuning in as well. Terry Mm -hmm. from Syracuse in the house. Patricia from Atlanta's in the house. I mean, just so many people have some interesting comments to read during the chatterbox section of the show. All right, Dr. Princess Adia, as promised, let me give you 30 seconds. We got to move on because this sexual harassment thing is not going to be a pretty conversation. And since we weren't here last week, I want to make sure that we give Mr. Jerome Esprit all the time he needs for on a, in the, on, for on a need-to-know basis. So, real quick, your rebuttal. Uh, my my comment is this: It's okay to be a billionaire, but it's it's not okay to be immoral and um, 
non philanthropic at that at that level. True that most people who are billionaires, a lot of times it's it's you don't see uh, a giving response. What you see is greed because that's the the place they come from, and they are not at a conscious development to to still you know the basis of their wealth was not founded on love and the actions of love nor philanthropic desires. So I don't I feel that it's okay and it would be wonderful for someone to have billions and still be in a space of giving, a space of love and sharing. So I firmly believe okay. that it's okay. Yes. All right, okay. And, and you know what? I'm conflicted on this because on one hand I can see, I can definitely see Mr. Eliasson Jerome uh, point on it as far as, you know, it's not okay to make billions. But on the other hand, I can also look at it from a perspective, look at what happened with Henry T. Ford. He left money for generations for his families. But listen, we can talk about that another day. I want to get into this, uh, what's going on with uh, the sexual harassment claims that are going on from freaking Hollywood to Congress, man. Uh, bottom line is we have some, some people very important people, very famous people are being accused of sexual harassment. Now, I don't know if I should start off, just get what I have to say off my chest right now, because I know it's not going to be cool, and uh, I know some people may look at should. it differently. I know you do, because this is how you are. All right, no, well, I'm just saying, here, 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 do the off be you, and don't care no, what anybody. Let, let me, let me, hold on, let me ask the question. Here's the question <laughs> that I have for you guys, and I struggle with this. And you guys, believe me, you guys really form my opinions on things. So when I ask questions, I'm asking questions for my benefit as well, not only for the audience, but for my benefit. Here's my question: When does this go too far? And, and what I mean by that is this, right? How? Okay. Okay. When you say unwanted sexual advances, right? So if a person, mm-hmm. so if I come to you and I say, hey, you know, let's get together, let's, you know, let's do something. I give you a hug or I may touch your thigh, you know, in a, you know, rub your thigh or something. All of a sudden, you can come back 15 years later and say, hey, this guy's sexual. Is it a point where this? Where is the cutoff point? Right? I mean, what? Okay, let me do this. What's your definition, Mr. Elias, sexual harassment? Give me sexual an example. Harassment. Okay, yes. if you. I if, have a uh, personal example. I can't wait to get to me. If you, if you walk, if I walk in a room and a woman walks by me and I pat her on the butt or something like that, sexual harassment. If I say something derogatory to her, sexual harassment. You understand what I'm saying? Any unwanted. But let advantage? me ask you this. Okay, okay. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So let's say that you did this. Like let's let's use Russell Simmons as an example, right? Because okay. Russell Simmons now uh, has been accused of sexual harassment, and um, and so his situation was. I think it was a situation where he they, the, the woman said, "Well, you know what? He's not a good example." Let me go back because I think there was actual <laughs> intercourse. Involved in that. Let, 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 like Russell let, is not a good example. Yeah, he's never going to. All right, let, let me use this one. But, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, if this, let's say back in 1998, you felt on a woman's butt, Jerome, right? Oh, and I so did now you were reformed, <laughs> huh? <laughs> <To win. laughs> see, see, that was him. That was him, guys. Don't bring it here. No, that was Remember Jerome. That year. Very well. <laughs> so, so in 1998. 
you're a partying guy, you grabbed on a couple of butts or whatever, now you're a rich and famous person, right? You have turned your life around. When you, start, you know, when you say turn your life around, okay, look, what do you mean turn, okay, you, you, you matured, right? You have matured into an outstanding com- a man in the community. You've done all these different things. Is it fair for someone to come back, you know, uh, from long ago, because you grabbed her butt when you was at a party, all of a sudden you have to resign because of what you did when you were young. Okay. See, that's the struggle I that I have with this. No, no, I'm sorry. I say grab. I meant felt butt. <laughs> like so, technically, that's a big difference. <laughs> it was if I knew her, that might be a whole other story than me doing sexual <laughs> harassment. Like, like that's a little oh. bit different. So here's the thing. I know, because this is actually funny to me. You make a good point. I understand this story. I know women are going to kill us for this. But guys are generally pigs. I just want to say that for the record. Generally, right? But you need to understand this from a guy's perspective, is that, you know, women have felt my butt, and I don't think I felt any lower because of it. But I may have, like, cussed them out if I ain't know them. Not even cussed them out. I probably looked at them like they was crazy. But I don't think I... It wasn't a same issue. Women get oppressed, which is a whole nother story in society. So with that being said, there is a problem of, um, uh, of males. And, again, don't mean to make this a race issue more than I want to say this. Um, people with money or people with power normally like to think that women like them. you got to remember from our judges to fake police officers, all those guys, as nerdy kids, once they get a little power, they usually run the gamut on power. And that's just pretty much what happens. So even though our society kind of perpetuates that, we have always perpetuated it. And that's, you know, from, um, from our television shows to everything else that people don't know how to act. Now, I have to say community-wise that I knew that, um, you know, when I, in growing up, I knew you don't really roll up on black women like that. I ain't do that to white women, but I'm just saying, like, generally. You know you can't do that kind of stuff. But people in power don't have parameters, and they think they can buy them way, their way out of it. And so that's why you see all these women in Harvey Weinstein case. We know the casting couch was real. We know that happens in the music business like it does in Hollywood or like it does at Working at 7-Eleven, you got to, or, or at a movie theater, you always have some little snotty-nosed kid who is the man because he's the Mick manager. We know this, so that happens. But to your point, if you bring up every instance, we don't know what instance made anybody feel belittled at whatever point. But it does start you. So I can tell you instances of being um, of racist people doing something to me in elementary school because that it, it obviously scarred me enough that I remember it because I had to curse somebody out you know what I mean so women I, I their position is very unique I don't pretend to know what women think or feel at any given time I cannot relate but I can say guys generally don't have parameters in all of us like if there's 10 of us there are about three people who are pigs, and we know who our boys are who are like that. 
And we usually kind of roll our eyes and be like, man, leave her alone, because we know that he's harassing her. You know, we know that. But it ain't that all guys are like that, but we all know that those guys usually have a bunch of girlfriends. And you're like, that dude's a pig. And women will choose him every time. So the the guys who are not mimic the guys who are very aggressive to women um, generally. But to your point, I don't know if you should be bringing that stuff up from like 30 years ago, depending. If you sexually assaulted or raped somebody, yeah, you can bring that up. That's different. That's different. I agree with you on that, Dr. Dr. Prince, okay, let me ask you a question, and then I want you to, you know, then the floor is yours. Okay, so if so, if a guy grabbed your behind, you know, back in, you know, 2001, and all of a sudden this guy is, you know, a, a famous congressperson or whatever the case may be, I mean, do you, I mean, you all of a sudden get in front of a mic and say, this guy sexually harassed me. I mean, you can look at, I guess, what are the parameters when it comes to sexual harassment? If there's anything dealing with okay. touching you on the butt or yeah, like that, I just, you know what? Guess okay, what? Okay, I, I, I was waiting yes. for you to give me the floor on this one because I've been sexually harassed and had a sexual harassment suit at Ford Motor Company. And I'll tell yes. you the scenario. First of all, just for the record, corporate corporations, businesses have a criteria of what is sexual harassment to the point of you cannot say certain things you don't have to touch them you could just not say certain things um you cannot give them certain things or make certain passes or favors to them etc so that is clear my 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 brother worked um as a vp at chase bank for example and had a situation in a meeting where a young lady was making advances to someone and she gave the guy a guy in the meeting a magazine that was um, more had a lot of sexual content and it was obvious well in that meeting um, he made a point that you cannot give her him that and he said it was because he had read through all of the fine print of what is sexual harassment um, commenting and complimenting someone in in private is uh, a problem. Like even saying, "Oh, you're you're you know you look great today," and if that person is not in favor or not attracted to you or whatever, a woman may take that as you're advancing, and they may feel uncomfortable because they know that you are the boss, and it it may give a certain signal. But regardless of which, in the written document, it states that you are not to do that. The young girl at Chase Bank got fired because she gave a gentleman a magazine that in, that could be in, in, interpreted as uh, an advancement. When I was at Ford, the gentleman was a higher up. He made comments to me. He, um, you know, even he made it obvious in such a way where laughing at anything I would say, um, this was a guy that was very reserved actually, but he wasn't when it came to me. He would ask me, um, he asked me one day, um, because he, he smoked and he wanted to go take a smoke break in the middle of our meeting. He asked me to join him. When I joined him, his conversation refrained from the budget that we were getting prepared for to how many children do you have? You have two? You don't plan on having any more? Good, because I'm done with kids, too. I'm like, okay. Him um, 
moving forward to me and and kid, taking a kiss, feeling a kiss from me, uh, which was obvious. And he really? and then there was someone, a young lady, and he was a he was a, a white male, and there was a, a white lady who told me one day, she said, it's obvious that he likes you. And I said to her, I, you know, I don't know what you mean. She says, well, you would be a fool not to take that because, you know, he can take you places where, you know, quicker than you could on your own. And I was put in a very compromising position. He, he, because I came to him and told him I was not interested in his advances. I did not want anything from him. And, you know, I would only get ahead by my brains and not by my body or anything like that. He laughed and told me, don't worry about it. We'll just move you to another department and we'll be fine. And when it did come out of what he, what he had done, which I was scared to say anything, I didn't say anything. My, my direct boss um, in a performance review knew that my performances were not down by him. And he said to me, has this man said anything to you? And, and I was so scared, and I was scared because this man was, he was VP, he was an executive, and I'm, all I was thinking was he could hold the cards and make me lose my job, and then I'm going to be, you know, I'll be, you know, suffering for it. And the man told me he wasn't going to tell human resources, but he went against that and told re human resources. And human resources came back to me, and later, when I did not even know I, it had been revealed, and said to me they wanted to have a meeting. They knew this man had done what he had done. They had called him on the carpet. He said he admitted that there were things that he should not have done, and they thought that was it. And they said um, he, you know, he can accept an apology, and that's that. They planned to keep me in the department and he in the department, and that's when I went to the lawyers because it was going to be held there. But I was scared to say anything. I went to my grandmother crying and like, what am I going to do? This is like the big, big boss. What am I going to do? Sometimes you don't want to say anything because it's hurtful. I was touched by my uncle when I was little, and I get very upset when people say, well, what is sexual harassment? If he didn't have sex with you, then is it sexual harassment? Well, hell yeah, it is. I was touched, and... What's you know, having conversations okay, with a grown man. Okay, but wait a minute. Let, 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 let me jump in, Dr. Prince, so we, we, we run out of time, too. But but listen, I, I get that. I, those two examples that you gave, kudos, thumbs up, I'm with you on those. Those, in my opinion, are classic sexual harassment situations because you have a man that's in power, and he's saying, look, if you give me what I want, then guess what? Sky's the limit for you. As far as you being a young girl and being touched by an uncle or a family a uh, uh, member, you know, once again, to me, that falls into that category. The problem I have, Jerome, and uh, I want to get, oh, I tell you what, this is a topic, man, we probably need to dedicate a whole show to this. Tell you what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to, we'll, we'll, we'll do a little overtime today, so you're going to have to call in right at the top of the hour, 347 850 to hear the rest of 
Jerome's only need to know basis. We're going to run another 10 minutes on this because I, I think everybody has something to say and I want to give them an opportunity. And I think what we're going to also do is dedicate another show within the next month or so where we can just take two segments because this is a serious topic and it's serious subject matter. And I know people have opinions and folks want to get in on it. And Rich Sister, we're going to get you right back in here after I make this comment. I want to hear from Jerome. But when you, but to me, that's classic right there, right? Those are classic examples that you gave. But my problem with all of this is you bring up examples. Jerome, let me tell you this story. And I may have told I, well, well, can, 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 wait, can, can I say something? Wait, wait. I, I really want to say something. If I had not said anything then and somebody else had come out later and that same man had done something and they came forward to say that he had touched them and they felt bad, I then would have come out. And that was a long time ago. I would have come out and would have felt bad that I didn't come out before because I would have felt if I just would have said something then, maybe she wouldn't have been in the situation she was in. So, yes, I would have come out. Did I have sex with him? No. Did he even, beyond that kiss, there was no physical touching, but there was sexual abuse. And absolutely, 20 years no, later, I agree with if, that. if that man, if that man would have come up on the scene and somebody said something, I would have been the one giving forward a call and saying, yes, I too was one that he sexually harassed. No, I so, agree yes. with that. I, I agree with that 110%. My, my only issue with this whole thing, fellas, is this, is that where do you draw the line? Where do you say that if it's, look, man, when I was in the seventh grade, man, I was grabbing booties left and right. You know, so I'm just, to be honest with y'all, I was. But you're in a workplace. You know, I was, you, If you're in a workplace and, and, and you, when, when you were in a well, workplace. Well, I wasn't in a workplace in the, the seventh grade, has, Dr. Prince, though, did you? But, that, but that, that's I don't, that, well, listen, we're not, different. that's not the argument. That is not, listen, what I'm saying, the reason why I'm jumping in, because that's not the argument. That is a classic case of what sexual harassment is. I have no problems with that whole scenario that you explained, both of them. And people can't compare this to what's going on in Alabama because that was a 32-year-old man dealing with a 14-year-old underage woman. So the scenarios are not the same. My problems I have is it goes back to, like, for example, this whole thing with Senator Franken. And I'm not saying this because he's a Democrat, right? What I'm saying is is that they showed a picture of him having his hands over a female's boobs. And, you know, she was like, all of a sudden, all these years later, she comes out and talks about this. Like, oh, my God, it was a mental thing for me. Oh, my goodness, I can't believe he did this and all this stuff. You know how many times when we were in our 20s, we did stuff like crazy stuff? I'm not saying it's right, wrong, and different, but when does it get to the point where it's so severe that someone has, someone has to lose their career over someone that's in their 20s that are immature? A lot of that stuff's being immature. I went in the club and the chick kissed the hell out of me. I didn't I didn't say I said, Oh, you know, okay, whatever. I'm not gonna come back now. Oh my gosh, she's the mayor of St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm gonna come and say, Oh, she sexually harassed me because she kissed me. I just wrote that off as, you know, whatever. Maybe that's right, wrong, and different. I'm not saying the way I'm looking at it is right, Jerome. I'm just saying that where do where does it stop? Can, I mean, where do you? Where's the statute of limitations where a female, if you got your butt grabbed in 1990, all of a sudden you want to come out like he groped me? Yeah, you know, and now, even, now that, that's when he was in his 20s. Now he's 50, but you know this guy's done all these wonderful things for women. But guess what? He did this when he was 20 something. So now we're gonna. Oh, he has to resign. He has to get out of here. 
He, there's no right. proof that he has continued to do this, right? It, yeah, it's like the it's like the woman who said um, she he held her a little too tight or felt her butt when they were taking the picture, but her husband was taking the picture. And I'm like, mm, okay, so stop taking pictures with that cat. But I don't think that that's sexual harassment in that sense, right? Because people get felt up, and you're like, okay, that was inappropriate. But I mean, you can't send them to jail for feeling your butt. I mean, you know what I mean? So you're right to actually say that that was actual claim is kind of stretching it a little bit to me. But, again, I guess it depends on how it makes you feel, but we get a little too politically – I don't like that word politically correct. We get a little sensitive to something, and now that it's in style to say, hey, you know what, that person felt me up to with that person, stay away from them. You, you shouldn't have been jumping in the picture with that fool anyway. I'm not saying that I'm not blaming her. All I'm saying is that there are people who are pigs in the world and just stay away from them. You know what I mean? Because there's nothing you can do to change the mentality of most people anyway. But if they haven't committed a sexual assault seriously, then technically you can't send them to jail for it. I'm not saying they don't need to change their behavior. I am not even commenting on any of that stuff. But you're right. I, I don't you can't have a statute of limitations for feeling somebody's butt, for example. I, we were out, um, we were at house parties doing the song, doing the butt, so everybody stuck their butt out. So technically, if you touch somebody's butt, what you gonna say, I remember when that song was out, people was feeling my butt. You know, so you can't, that, that's being a little oversimplifying the problem. You have some guys who are actual pigs out there and they're actually dangerous. And anybody, who takes um, advantage of some underage kids, you shouldn't even be looking at underage kids. Matter of fact, this should be a range anyway that you should have some common sense. You know, if that child is below whatever age, I mean, the only thing that I actually have a a question with, you know, because you have these teachers, 23, sleeping with 18-year-olds, that is really close in age, although... Again, they probably should be working in elementary school opposed to being in high school. You know, you can't be that close in age working with kids in your age range. So, I don't know. It's a problem in this country, but I, I, I don't know if you can have a statute of limitations on anything. But it just seems kind of strange to me that people are, are all of a sudden massively upset about somebody... Um, you know, hugging him a little too tight when, oh, you know, matter of fact, the woman who is the Al Franken, the the accused Al Franken when he had his hands over her chest when he took a picture, and not that he yeah. touched her, but he had his hands over her, so that was technically sexual harassment. She felt some kind of way. I would feel a little bit less, uh, a little more sorry for her if she wasn't a Fox News operative. I think she is putting a little bit more on that than really needs to be there. So if she wasn't with Roger Stone and all of those guys, then I might consider it. Right now, she is on Fox News where you have to show your legs to actually be on a set with those nuts. And now she's upset with Franken. But she held it all these years. I don't believe her not one yeah. bit. Yeah, see, that's, that, that's, that's the example for me, you know, how all of a sudden you feel some kind of way about it. You know, we've had these conversations on the show before. I'm going to get to you right now, Rich Sister. We've had these type of situations and comments on the show before where all of a sudden, you know, you felt so, you felt so this, you felt so that, but you took settlement money to shut up 
But now, now that you got the money, you're still going to come out and say something. If you were so bothered by the act, then there's not, there's not a, there's no amount of money that's going to shut me up, right? If I feel so violated and so this, so that, then guess what? You're not going to pay me to shut up. But now you're going to take money, but then you want to come back out and say what you have to say. Let's get you in here, Rich. Just a good morning again. What say you? Um, well, I'm just going to reiterate again what I said, I guess, a couple of months ago. Just bottom line, if it happened today, it should be reported today. It is why I have a problem. It seems like it's almost sexual harassment right now is being almost treated like a sick fag. You know, it's like people wanting to jump on the bandwagon and come out with, look, if it happened, whenever it happened is when it should have been reported. But then, Jay, I say I look at it on that hand as where people need to take responsibility, but then, Jay, like what you were talking about, Oh, well, when I was young, we pinched bucks, we this, we that, we this, we this. And then you want to kind of chalk it up to, and then you want to chalk it up to, this is what just men do. Well, that's where you can take some responsibility because you don't know who you're dealing with, what that person has been through. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you. And let me let me let me, let me let, let's do a little bit of back and forth there because I'm glad you said that. I didn't chalk it up as what men do. What I chalked it up as is immaturity. You know what I'm saying is is that we all do things in life that we probably go back and wish we didn't do. I mean, there are college kids that sit around and drink and do do binge drinking. There's girls that go to bars and stand up and take their tops off and do all these different things when they were young. Now that they are you know, older, mature Americans, that's something that is, to me, it's a part of that growing process. You do things when you're young that you shouldn't be doing. But why are you, so you're going to hold this against me when I was, you know, 13 years old and I was at a thing and I grabbed a girl on her butt because I'm, you know, I'm making that transition from boy to man because I got those things going on inside of me. Now here I am, a distinguished mayor of a city doing all the right things and you're going to bring this stuff up now, and now people say you need to resign because of sexual harassment. You, you are a different. You're not the same person you were when you were 20 years old. At least I would like to think you're not. You're a different person. And you know what? I feel crazy saying this because people will come back and say, and I'm reading some of these comments now. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, let me tell you now, I'm not reading all of these on the air, so you might as well stop. I have too many to read as is. But... What I'm saying is, is that it's no excuse. I'm not trying to provide an excuse. I'm just trying to tell you why it's a part of that process. When you grow up, you do things that you probably shouldn't do. Why is it, was it illegal for me to grab their butt? Is this sexual harassment if me as a 12-year-old, or even if I'm at a club, we all drink and have a good time. I'm 21 years old. I'm celebrating my 21st birthday. And they say cheese, and I'm around a bunch of girls. I just grab their butt. Well, yeah, who told you to grab her butt? Did she? So what? So, 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 hold on. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me ask you this. 
Let me ask you this then. Let me ask you this. So we're all drinking. We're taking shots. We're having fun. I grabbed their butts and all this stuff. Ooh, Jay, stop. Blah, blah, blah. Here I am, 50-something years old, and all of a sudden you're going to bring up a picture. Oh, my God. He, oh, I was so mentally this, and I was so mentally that, and now I want him to resign for something he did 30, freaking 40 years ago. Jay, Jay, stop. Jay, what? More, more than likely, it wasn't that type of scenario. Yeah, when you're at your friend's house, you're doing whatever. But still, let's just say. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not call it sexual harassment. But, but let's just say this: if I didn't tell, if I did, if I'm not, if I'm sitting there, and 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 I've had this happen to me. Somebody, a guy, thought that you know, um, because I was smiling and laughing that I was interested in him, and he decided to take it too far. I've had stuff happen like that to me. And I've said to but them, but this is not that situation. Don't, but listen, but exactly. So you even bringing what up, bringing that up when the cases that have come forward are clearly beyond that. It's different. And most times, the cases that have come forward have been people who are working together, who are in business I together, agree with who you. are looking not and pursuing. So, that. so exactly, exactly. So they didn't come forward. Just oh, we were at a party. I was at my friend's house, and and he he touched my butt. It's well beyond that. And so you to bring no, that up to me, it really. But so what? Guess what? How about this? Keep your freaking hands to yourself, unless the woman says so. Who said that a man can touch her butt? Oh my touch god! Her oh my god! And oh. I don't give a damn. Oh. Don't give me the curse. Okay, 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 okay. Don't okay, do it. Okay, okay, don't do okay, it. Don't, don't, okay, don't, 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 don't let me go there. I'm done. I'm done. I am done with it. Okay. Your point. Okay. Your point. Your point taken. Yes. Why are you done? Why are you done? I'm done because he don't want to. He don't want to hear. He's a man. Keep your hands to yourself. Oh my God. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Mr. Elias, help. Help, Mr. Elias. Help, Mr. Elias. Get these, well, get them off. Help you what? Help you what? Help you out. Help you what? 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 Help you let me tell you, I went out to dinner with a friend. Now, this guy's a friend, and we were talking, and everything was fine. We had some drinks. We sat down and had conversation. It was great. And he drove us to the, to the, um, to the restaurant that we went to. How long ago was this? We How to. long ago was this? This was about four years ago. So okay, so you see that? Car, okay, that's a whole I, different ball game. So let, No, no, no. I go to get out of the car. It is different. Now, listen, I go to get out of the car, and when I go to reach and get out, he smacks me on the ass. Now, that teed me off. Why did you just do that? Because I didn't get, I don't care so well. We went out and had dinner, and we laughed, and we talked. Did I tell you, I mean, what did I, you know, do? You know, you grabbing me, I wasn't feeling him like that. And, and that's another thing. It also depends on what the woman is feeling. If the woman is attracted to you, you can take that advance, and she'll be smiling, and she'll never bring up anything about it because she wanted that. But then you take it's a Russian roulette game with you, man. When you oh, do boy. that, based on what you assume somebody is feeling for you, and you go oh, and boy. take that and, and take that opportunity. Did he, like guy, Did he apologize? Did he apologize? But guess what? If, Did he apologize? No, he didn't. 
no, he didn't. No, he didn't apologize. You know, he, he smiled, he laughed it off, and he was like, okay, because in his mind, he's thinking. What did you say to him? Me. Well, no, I said, I, I said, I pushed his hand, and I said, don't do that. And he said, he said, oh, he said, well, all right, have a good night. He was too arrogant to even apologize. But okay. that turned me off. All right, look, I we're, didn't we're, want, we have I gone long enough. We have to go. We have to go. All right, listen, uh, this was, uh, this was, I don't even know where to go with this topic. Uh, okay, listen, I tell you what, guys. Right, you should everybody, probably be you know, quiet, anytime Jay, you bring this up. Like all, all I challenge you to do, Jay. What, we have a two-hour show. Do. We can take the show four hours. What are you talking about? No, I'm My just goodness. saying. Let me listen to this show and listen to what you said. Because, see, my problem is some men haven't grown. See, keep talking about, well, they were 12 and now they've grown up. My point is some men haven't grown up. Some men still haven't And they been should be okay. That's a good point, okay. Jackie. Okay, Jackie, that's an excellent point. If they haven't, then they need to be dealt with. My problem, and I agree with Jerome, and I think Jerome agrees with me with this. My problem is, if I'm at my 21st birthday party, and we're all together hugging each other, and when they say, cheese, I grab your butt, and y'all like, ooh, stop. And I'm like, okay, and I don't do it again. Then here I am at the tender age of, you know, 50-plus or whatever, and here I am, a CEO of a large corporation, and now... Now that the blood is in the water, here you come talking about I grabbed your butt and followed you. I mean, come on. I was a young, dumb kid at 21. Now I am a 53-year-old head of an organization who has done things to make things right in my life. I have no track record of continuing to do this. Why do I have to resign now? Because all of a sudden I did something when I was freaking young. That's my whole point. If you are an habitual person that does this all the time, okay, I'm with you on that. If you have a track record of doing this, then okay, I'm down with that. If you are doing this in your workplace now, guess what? You need to be dealt with. But don't come back 30 years later after something that happened that we thought was innocent and having fun, but because of the mental thing that you went to, you couldn't come back then. Why didn't you pursue it then? Why didn't you go to the authorities? Why didn't you say something back then? About something that to me, and which is innocent. That's well, all I'm I, saying. So I'm not, I'm not trying to protect anybody. I, mean, I don't it, want anyone it, to walk away from this conversation thinking that I condone what these it's, people do. It's, I don't know what else to say, but it's responsibility. I don't on know both what parts, else to say. Yes. I know what to say. I know it's time to say bye to this segment. That's what, that's what I know what to say. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the calling number. Three four seven eight five zero. Responsibility of both parts, Jay. Both people. When it happens, ladies should speak up. Then. Okay. Mm. Or better, if you don't want it to happen at all, man, I don't know what else to tell you. Keep your hands to yourself. It's a responsibility yes, on both parts. Huh. Okay, hold yes, on, hold on. I, what? Jay, no, we have to go, I'm Dr. Frisco. Here. You got no hold on. I, three, four, oh seven. My. We got to go. Three, four, seven. Oh my we God. have to go. We have to go. Three, four, seven, eight, five, oh, one, two, seven, two. Thank you for your participation in this segment of the show. Three, four, seven, eight, five, oh, one, two, seven, two. We have another comment from uh, our official text, so I'll read that during Chatterbox. And uh, listen, this is going to be a long show because I definitely want to hear what Jerome has to say. All right, folks, listen, it's been a. <laughs> 
the talking part of the show is over. Ugh, Jesus. Maybe I should have did what Jerome did and just be quiet and just stay the hell out of it. All right, coming up next, Chatterbox and on a need-to-know basis with our main man, Jerome Spring. We'll be right back. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. Elias and I had lunch. On a need to know basis with Jerome Esprit is coming up next here on the serious side of the J. Rawl Show.
right, folks, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is time for Chatterbox. Mr. Elias, man, what do you have from the world-famous chat room, my friend? And take your mic a minute to open up because this thing is slow. I tell you what, I'm going to read what I have, and when Mr. Elias kicks in... I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. good. You good? Okay, go ahead. uh, Boba Bright, when it says, I want a physical and verbal advances equals sexual harassment. And he says, gold diggers say anything. And then he he also says, does the same thing go for grabbing by the P? All right, so we are, uh, okay, look, we're 90 seconds out. So once again, if you want to hear the rest of the show, 347-850-1272, because if if you're listening from some other device, you're not going to be able to hear once the broadcast goes off in 90 seconds. 347-850-1272. Let me read some comments from the official texter here. All right, here we go. From Johnny D. Uh, Let's see here. Let me, he has a couple. Let me get get them all in. All right, look. Why Why black support Trump? Certainly there are some that vote party, interest, and morality. I submit that freedom of choice is a wonderful thing, and the cast of the J. Rowe Show expresses that weekly. However, as a black man that lives in America, we have been programmed to be defiant to anything or any person which will contribute to the success of our people as a whole. Uh, the, the millions of blacks that supported Trump during the election did so in their difference in self-serving self-serving spirit I'm sorry I can't say this is simply crab in the bucket mentality I agree with that brothers I am listening to the broadcast and look at the divisiveness this man has caused <laughs> yeah and here's one he talked about sexual harassment let me read this sexual harassment I appeal to Brother Jerome to stop generalizing all men as being pigs. As a father of four daughters and two sons, I have routinely educated my children on relationships regardless of their ages. As my adult daughters become of age, I recall telling them to be aware of men like their father. No, I've never felt anyone up, but I didn't have a problem approaching women. I would hate to become more accomplished and have someone challenge me on my past pursuits. For clarity, oh, sorry. Still, let's turn that down a little bit for me. Uh, for for clarity, these were never situations of. Uh, I, can't, I can't see this. Oh boy, sorry. And uh, I'll quit pro pro. Okay, and or inappropriate touching situations. This was simply a young man trying to pursue a relationship. I would never underscore the pervasiveness of the subject matter, which equals affects men on female, male on female, or even more so in certain workplaces, female on female. This is a misuse of power. This mis- The misuse of power is wrong, and that is generally what harassment is about. Um, you are correct in your analysis. 20-year-old Johnny D is not the same person that a very wonderful person at 35 years after 15 years of marriage and now being 50 years old, my thoughts are different. That's right. That's true. All right, so now let me read some more here because, man, a lot of people commented on this. Um, Frankie from St. Paul said, wow, I'm conflicted after listening to this show. Uh, I see both points of views on blacks for Trump, on the blacks for Trump segment. This was an excellent Excellent segment. Okay, thanks. Rico from uh, Corpus Christi says, Jay, I was thinking the same thing. How can women claim grabbing them on the butt long ago makes it sexual harassment? Okay. And Marianna Music says, great, great show, great show, great show. That's all I have to say. Michael said, this is a tough topic. 
But like most liberals, you oh man, I should have saw this before. Like most liberals, you guys fail to see both sides. What makes grabbing women on the butt any different from grabbing them in the crotch area? Really, Michael? Okay. All you men are pigs, according to Jackson. <laughs> I really, Michael? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> and Felicia from Compton. Yeah, and Felicia from Compton says, "Excuses, excuses, excuses. Men will always protect men, ladies." And for you ladies, okay, no, I see what she was saying. Okay, okay, so she was saying, excuses, excuses, excuses. Men will always protect men, ladies. Okay, whatever. And for all you ladies who think that this is okay, then shame on you. All right, thank you. There are more. I can't read any more. We've run out of time. It is time to move on to, you know. Yes, Jerome. Can I comment? (laughs) Yes, please do. But I. I was going to do it during the segment anyway, so you want to do the intro and I still comment on it? Yeah, let's we'll do that. Way. All right, my okay, man, go. pots and pans. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Nope. 
Nope, nope. Okay. I'm done. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take lunch now. I should have did that during the last <laughs> segment. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> L.E.S., you're up. <laughs> no, I'm just okay. Jay's like, I'm gone. He's full pin. All right. Um, the richest 1% own half of the world's wealth as uh, the gap between the super rich and the rest widens, according to a new annual report. Global millionaires who make mm. up just 1% of the adult population own 50.1% of the world's wealth or $140 trillion. Damn. Yeah. Damn. So, right. There's nothing wrong with having $140 trillion if you're spending it the right way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's going to happen. Right. Yeah. We, we can see what all the people invested in uh, net neutrality kind of stuff. It's like, nope, they want to make more. You know, because apparently a hamburger is not just a hamburger until it costs mm. about for one hamburger. (laughs) Really? (laughs) So, uh, scientists has released Chinese flea beetles to fight uh, what they call super invader um, trees that are creeping into 10 U.S. states. So, here we go with the plague stuff. The, The tallow tree is a super invader with toxic leaves and no natural enemies in North America. And is conquering the South and is overtaking Texas and Florida. So scientists got some fleas from China and released them in Florida and Texas. Good mm. luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. I I can't wait till the X Files come back off because you know that's gonna be on in a minute. Really? We go. People are playing with us. So I just wanted to say that because it was a story that was out there. All right. Um. You know, a Parkinson's disease pandemic is on the horizon, according to researchers. They warn that cases doubled in um, cases double in 25 years, and is now the world's fastest uh, neurological disorder ahead of dementia. So there are now about um, 6.9 million Parkinson's patients worldwide, and wow. by 2040. They said it's going to grow to 14.2 million as the population mm. ages. Wow. Okay. So, uh, again, I won't give you any natural herb healing stuff, but if you write Jay, I'll tell you. <laughs> See, I won't let him write me, Jay. Because, <laughs> you know, herbalists are going me, man. <laughs> the still coming in. I can't read it. Right, right Jay. Jay's going to check LES, and then he'll call me. We got to protect ourselves these days. All right, so uh, Pope Pope Francis has rebuked uh, those who denied the science behind global warming again. He warned world global leaders uh, in a gathering in Germany against listening to such perverse attitudes. And somehow, uh, Jay, I think the Pope said, don't watch Fox. That's what I'm hearing in the Pope statement. Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it too. That's where he was going with that. Loud and clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, General General Electric, um, their CEO John Flannery has announced the plan to sell their lighting their light business. It was 139 years after it was founded. Um, you know, the Thomas Edison Company was bought by GE 139 years ago. Um, they funded the research for the incandescent bulbs, and they're about to sell that business. 139 years. Now you know GE owns a little bit of every doggone thing in this country. One mm. of the biggest consumers 
but they said there was no fewer than 22 inventors that developed some form of the light bulb, but Edison and his company were the first to create the um, the practical light bulb that has the threads that go into um, what we now consider to be universal sockets. But, you know, there was a lot of people who actually simultaneously um, invented that. Thomas Edison was not the first person to invent the light bulb. Mm. His was more com- his was the first to use commercially. Wow. So we might as well put it that way. All right. Now, France is set to um man, I don't even know how to do this story after our conversation today. France is set <laughs> has set a legal minimum age of consent for the first time after two courts refused to prosecute grown men for rape after they had sex with an eleven year old. What so, so, Yes, I, I'm telling you, most European countries don't have any parameters on this stuff. But uh, oh according to radio, that the, yeah, that the age of 13 was the was a limit that was worth considering for upcoming legislation. 13, but the judge noticed, or the reporter noticed that judges should also have the ability to assess whether someone is old enough to give consent in individual in individual situations and it comes after French courts refused on two to prosecute grown men um, who had sex with 11 year olds because they couldn't Damn. afford what the hell is wrong with them man I have no clue so the minimum age of consent does not currently exist in French law the law only says that an adult who performs a sexual act with a person under the age of 15 without violence, coercion, threat, or surprise can be prosecuted for sexual abuse but not rape. Damn. All right. Again, check, check Canada. Most European nations, just like no laws against bestiality. I just wanted to say that for the record. They don't have those either. All right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't wow, even have wow. after- after that one, I don't know where to go. Ah, all right. So, you know, um, you know, the United States, um, in addition to reversing the ban on imported trophies for um, elephant killings in Zimbabwe and Zambia, um, the Trump administration has lifted the same restrictions from for lions. So just because Trump kids like the trophy hunt elephants giraffes and stuff. They are lifting lifting the ban of importing um, trophies of killing other animals. We have a really wow. sick president. Like not only is he dumb, but he's perverse and that dude is sick. Yes he is. No, I'm sorry. Not only do y'all have one <laughs> He's just some guy who's sitting up there that don't really tell me what to do. That's all I want to say about him. Wow. All right. Yep. A Cornell student who, um, okay, I have to be careful about this one. Cornell student who punched a black student in the face and called the student a fan N-word is charged with a hate crime. It was a sophomore, and he was accused of leaving uh, a student, a black student, uh, I guess, he was leaving a black student's face bloodied in what they called a racially motivated attack. Of course it was racially motivated because of the N-word. And, yes. Um, yeah, so he has been charged with a hate crime. And again, this is the Ivy League school. 
So hmm. millennials, stop talking about that. It's dying, and it's dying out with the old people. These are the young kids coming up. Hmm. Wow. Yep. So um, that's bull. Yeah, I I don't know if we talked about we should have talked about the story. The married um, Ohio state lawmaker who who has said multiple times he believed in natural marriage between a man and a woman, he resigned Wednesday amongst allegations that um, he had inappropriate behavior with another man in his office. So another Republican who uh, think that everything is between a man and a woman got caught. But why would he resign if he didn't do nothing? That's what, that's what the really? people say. Yeah. All right. Now, um, yep. A married teacher forced students to have sex with her to get good grades in a Colombian school. And she was 40 Wow. She was in Medellin, Colombia, and threatened to fail them if they didn't sleep with her. Damn. Now, I won't, really? I won't read I all of the internet look, on this one. What How bad that? do you have to look? How bad do you have to look, man? <laughs> I, you know what? No, you know. I, okay, so although the women are are um, giving it to us this show, I have to tell you, I saw a picture of her and she was not um, she was not bad looking. And I just really? to say that. I know this doesn't make a difference, but I'm just saying. Wow. I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like this, the next story but that's is the case a most of the time, Jerome. Yes, that's the case that's most true. of the time. A lot of these women don't. They're nice-looking women. I'm like, okay, really? What's wrong yeah. with you? Yeah. Even in this next story, a cheerleading coach. She's 23. He was arrested for having a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old in high school, and um, she was arrested in North Carolina. And she, I saw the mugshot of her and pictures of her. She was not. She was 23. Was not a bad wow. looking girl. What the hell is you know, wrong with these women, man? Yeah, yeah, there's something else going because these the women, you know, we we would crack jokes about, yeah, they had to make people have sex with them. Though that girl could have went to a bar and had twenty thousand one night stands, but she chose to to dance to um, get with a seventeen year old. Mm. All right, and wow. um. Uh, now, another one, a 22-year-old first-year chemistry teacher in Oklahoma at Oklahoma High School has been arrested for charges of rape and possession of child pornography after a sting operation. Deputies tended to be the victim, headed to um, the, the teacher's house while her husband was away, and she met them in a, in a Christmas-themed um, T-shirt and workout shorts. Wow. she thought he was... She's 22. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right. I don't get it, man. Yeah. You know, so um, a Texas millionaire announced plans to install an 800-pound, 10-foot-tall, 10 commandment stone tablet inside of a mall <laughs> in Odessa, Texas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> People are crazy. He's going to spend his money on that. Eight, wow, wow, wow. Five feet wide, 800 pounds, 10 command mm, stack. Mm, mm. Yeah, wow. okay. That's not, that's not <laughs> wow, what is I Okay. Hey. God bless you. Didn't we just go through this? You know what? If the millionaires and trillionaires just spend their money responsibly, 
Yes. I guess that's responsible. <laughs> like, man, I can't wait for this Ten Commandment thing to come out. <laughs> so, um, I'm sorry, I'm not making fun of anybody. I was just, I'm just making a comment. All right, now, um, <laughs> Rupert Murdoch, I think I did this one, but he telephoned AT&T's chief uh, executive twice in the last six months, and he was talking about buying CNN while the Trump administration is talking about making them sell CNN, but Fox wants to buy it. It's okay for Fox to have CNN, but it's not okay for a phone yeah. company to have CNN. Right. That's, that's crazy. Thought, yeah. They're like, it'll create a monopoly uh, Monopoly if mm. a phone company has a cable station opposed to another cable station having a cable station. <laughs> wow. No. Tell me that. I know, I know. Now, Israel has launched plans to become the world's third largest exporter of medical cannabis. It can supply enough, uh, it has enough supply to to, uh, supply the entire U.S. and earn $1.1 billion a year. Mm. Now, I don't know what the um, belief is in the Jewish state on marijuana, but apparently they're about to go into the weed business. <laughs> a one million square foot facility in central Israel that will rep- will produce eighty tons of medical cannabis a year. Mm. You know, wow! You'll get re- you'll get thrown in jail. I want to grow medical marijuana. I want to help save people. Elias, yeah, please. really. I man, <laughs> tell me about it. I would too. Just say it. Sure. Hey, man, please. Want to help? That's yeah. it. <laughs> it's like that shake a commercial, and I help. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, I want to help. Man. So, uh, uh, eight one point one billion dollars a year. That's all I'm saying about capitalists. Something that you can grow in your backyard. Somebody is gonna make a ton of money and throw mm-hmm. you in jail for having. Yep. Um, you know, by the way, have you guys ever watched, um, what is that guy's name? Um, Adam, ah, I don't remember his name, but he actually does a lot of myths. He actually does one on marijuana and says one of the myths that marijuana is a gateway drug is not true. And it, how the it, war it is. It is not. They, they, yeah, that's some bull, man. Yeah. How you going to so, say that, man? It's called Adam Ru- Ruins Everything on True TV. You have to watch that. It will change your perspective. Just how they handle that stuff. All right. Now, um, um, alcohol can crush a man's fertility, too, is what a new study shows. For both men and women to cut out booze if they want to conceive what the University of Queensland, that's in Australia. It might This might be Australian beer. But anywho... It says that there's a link between alcohol and um, and um, fertility. I'm not mm. going to go into that. All right. So the more you drink alcohol, the more likely you are to develop, they said in another study, at least seven types of cancer. So the American Society of Clinical Oncology um, has never before formally addressed the link between alcohol and cancer, but it's now underscored the importance of controlling high-risk alcohol consumption to the risk of different types of cancer. Mm. That's what they're... 
I don't know if I believe all these studies, but anywho, I'm going to go with it. Mm. Nicki Minaj's brother, I normally don't do pop news culture stuff, but you know, he was found guilty of raping an 11-year-old stepdaughter. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. He was found guilty at Nassau County um, Court and has been taken to county jail uh, where the presiding judge held him without bail pending his sentencing hearing. So... The lawyer plans on appealing, but they heard from the child on the stand and the child's mother, so it's not going to look wow. good today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What All is right. wrong so, with people, um, I know, since we're in overtime, I get to do these stories. I would have normally skipped these, but, you know. Uh, Madeline Marks, 23, was arrested at Peterton Fairmount High School in Ohio. After she was accused to having a relationship with at least two students, um, she was a substitute teacher for the district for two years, and she was booked on two counts of sexual battery. So the police were notified of the allegations at 8 a.m. on Wednesday morning after other students went to the principal saying they were concerned about the alleged relationship. That don't sound Damn. like my high school. <laughs> at all. <laughs> my high school would have been like, mind your business. Really? My <laughs> Yeah, my high school would have been a little bit different. All right. Uh, <laughs> now, um, say it's a judicial, a Senate Judiciary Committee has approved five judicial nominees, including a White House lawyer up for a spot on the D.C. Circuit Court, two federal court nominees. The American Bar Association um, has not qualified. Now, Trump is putting a bunch of people or. Trump administration mm. put a bunch of judges in there who are not even qualified to even sit in court. So Damn. their administration is trying to tear the country up more than you can ever imagine. Right. EPA, the court system, I think they just love chaos. And they're seeing what he can... Because uh, these are lifetime appointment, appointments for the federal bench. Damn. So wow. hopefully... Yeah, hopefully they do something to... Um, to stop that. Mm. All right, now, victims of Bernie Madoff are finally inking, inking out uh, restitution nearly nine years after he um, took them for about $64.8 billion in a Ponzi screen. So now they're in court, and they're about to get some type of restitution. But he stole $64 billion. I would have gotten I would have been in... Um, I would have been with Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy in life if I would have stole like two hundred. <laughs> really? <laughs> I feel like in a bad dice game. <laughs> I would have been in jail for a long time. <laughs> but apparently, hey. All right. Now, just 15 minutes of solitude a day can be the difference between feeling anxious and calm. So the University of Rochester researchers found that setting aside a quarter of an hour of a day makes people feel more calm and peaceful. Uh, whether they spend it quiet um, contemplating or with their nose in a good book. So, everybody, take a moment and spend some time with yourself. That's all I say to that. Mm. All right. Jay didn't stop me yet. I'm su- I'm surprised. All right. No, hey. man, no. We got we know, man, We got time for three more stories, man. If you have them, I was trying to make them for last week. Okay, cool. All right. And, and actually, I started looking at some stories from last week because I didn't want to say we didn't do a show last week. Somebody didn't notice. All right, fine. So, ex-football player. 
has been confirmed uh, with living. Uh, I guess he's confirmed as the first ever living person identified with CTE. Fred yeah. McNeil, um, who yeah. uh, died after a brief, brief battle with um, ALS in 2015, was identified as having CTE in 2012. Um, says his doctor, who inspired um, the movie Concussions, after they discovered that. So I didn't, I didn't know that. But that actually happened. All right. Now, they said that eating chocolate five times a week reduces um, an overweight person risk of having a heart attack. So researchers from the VA Boston Medical System, Medical Care Systems found that those who indulge in at, at least five times a week are less at risk of coronary um, um, artery-related events, and those who never do so are the most success- susceptible. So if you don't eat chocolate, you might have a heart attack. I think is what they're saying in this study. I don't know if we can oh, believe that, but chocolate bar out, baby. I'm just saying it would right now. <laughs> they did. Wow. Can you imagine if they start running uh, commercials? Eat this Snickers. Yeah. You- <laughs> <laughs> That might not work. All right. So um, in, in our last story, and, and here's the thing. Again, I'm glad the women are mute on this one, but a prostitute has been accused of shooting a man in the head because he was performing sex wrong. Huh? He, he what? Her, he paid her, and she said that he was performing sex wrong, so she shot him. So the 36-year-old man miraculously survived the attack in his home in Everett, Washington. It happened on October 24th, and the police said uh, has since arrested Marissa Whaling. She's 24-year-old escort who said that uh, she had been at his house several times. She wept as she appeared in court to face charges, and uh, a, a probable cause document filed by police for the woman's arrest said that she was emotionless, cold, and calculating escort. But when police found him um, slumped against the ball after going to the house, when his boss reported that he hadn't, you know, signed in at his at his job, he worked from home, um, according to police. Um, this woman said that he was trying to perform oral sex on her, and um, he did it wrong. So her bail is set at $1 million. Wow. Oh, by oh, the way, police oh. said that she spent $12,000 of his money before she was caught. Oh, well, that, <laughs> yeah, that makes him, sense, then. his buddy, and then wept in court. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. What a festive edition of On a Need to Know Basis that much. you just blessed us with. Thank, thank you. you so much. Wow. Thank, thank you. So no, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Oh, Jesus Christ. Thank you, sir. All right, folks, uh, it is time for our final thoughts. And ladies are first around here. Dr. Prince's idea final thoughts. Well, great show today, as always. And I want to say this, two things. First, it's okay to gain great wealth and live a prosperous life. But if the foundation of your wealth did not come from love and giving, and that causes for the opportunity for you to be selfish and immoral and irresponsible with what God has truly blessed you with. It's all good. Second, 
Ladies, stand up for what is right for you. If a man touches you out of box, then speak out. Then it's okay. And you'll be you'll find that when you speak out, others will come forth too. And men or women, you're right. It's no difference if, if, if you're touching a woman's, if a man is touching a woman's tail and a woman is touching a man's crotch, okay? It's all not appropriate. Know who you're dealing uh, with. Know who's attracted to you, okay? That's right. That's right. That's right. So that's right. And I'm just very, I'm wondering about why the men on this panel had such, a, or some of the men on the panel had such a problem with where uh, Rich Sister and I were coming from on this topic. So we will have to do it again so that there can be some redemption in the house, okay? I love y'all. But yes, don't touch it if you weren't invited. And if a woman tells you to stop, then stop. Whether she meant it or not, don't assume that she wants more because she doesn't. So my, my heart goes out to all of those ladies who have been abused and men too. People who have been abused, it's, it's my heart goes out to you, and I want you to know that you are not alone. And when you speak out, you will help others to speak out, and you'll also be an, a contributor to others being saved in the future. So I love you all. Transformation, it is so, and it's all good. Enjoy your day, and happy Thanksgiving holiday to all of you. Thank you, Dr. Princess Odilia, the man who's the smartest man in the world, as far as I'm concerned, the one and only Mr. Jerome Spreeman. Final thoughts? Yes, and today I will be smart enough to defer my time to LES. There you have it. <laughs> man, it gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. LES. Man, final thoughts? Look, I, you know, I, I, I was silent during the, uh, the conversation, but I, like, like Jay said, when I was younger. I, I did grab some booties too and some other parts, but you know, hey, look, if a woman told me to stop, I did because it was unwanted. So, hey, look, if it's unwanted, don't do it. And as you get older, you learn better. So you learn if you don't get any, don't you know, uh, a man that hasn't learned anything from his, from 21 from 20 to 50 has wasted 30 years of his life. So, look, just learn from your mistakes. You know, um, the final part of the show has been a very difficult show, part of the show to listen to. Usually the favorite part of the show on a need-to-know basis where I really enjoy myself and really have an opportunity to laugh and be able to just let our hair down after just, you know, 90 minutes of intense conversation was really tough for me to listen to. There were two stories that talked about 11-year-olds being sexually abused and even penetrated. And I have an 11-year-old daughter. And it just made my eyes water. I can't imagine some grown-ass man doing anything to my 11-year-old baby. And so for all you people who are out there who are doing these types of things, I hope there's a special place in hell for you. I hope you rot in hell. I hope someone takes a gun and blows your freaking brains out for you to rob the innocence of a child at that age. And I'm going to tell you right now, if I see you and if I get my hands on you, there will be a new host of the serious side because I will be serving my time in prison because I cannot and will not sit back and watch anyone, especially if it's my child, do anything so hideous to another person. You are sick bastards and you should rot in hell for the rest of your life. And on that note, Mr. L.E.S., if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rao 
show. Folks, it's been an explosive show, but it's been good conversation, as always. So, for Dr. Prince's idea, for Mr. Elias, and for my main man, Jerome Esprit, my name is Jay. Have a great, great, great work week, great weekend. Hope the holidays is good for you. And if it is Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side. God bless you. We'll talk to you next week. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network.